Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. I knew it by us inside and out, literally and metaphorically. Well, well we um, say literally. Let's not get that twisted. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's not get that twisted in any way, shape, or form. I'm, I'm not going to expose you. He showed his bum on Drive to Survive. That is as close as anything has been. I can assure you of that. And welcome back to the Cut to the Race News Roundup Show, the weekly show covering the news, views, and opinions from the F1 world, brought to you by the Formula Nerds News Team. Jay and Charlotte are back this week. How are you guys? Yeah, man, I'm super good. You know what? I missed you both so much, so I'm so hyped for today's podcast. I am buzzing. I'm like Christian Horner in an FIA meeting. I'm just thrilled to be there and ready to just dish it all out. Coming out with anything left, right and centre. Who knows what you're going to say? Who knows what Red Bull are going to say? But we're not actually talking about Red Bull this week. They've had a quiet week uh, for once in their life. We're going to talk about Aston Martin. What's happened there? They have decided to basically give up, throw in the towel. The stewards, you know, they said that Vettel's, uh, the amount of fuel left in Vettel's car after the Hungarian Grand Prix was actually too little. Going to take a, an effective sample and blow regulation. And Aston Martin said, no, said no. We actually do have enough fuel. There's just a fuel pipe leakage or something like that. But then if they had turned around and said, nope, you're wrong. I'm afraid you've cheated. And disqualified them. And Aston Martin, they kind of made it, they tried to sort of say, no, it's not our fault. They really and truly probably is their fault. And they've given up. And they've got disqualified. So big ramifications in the, in the championship, Hamilton P2, Carlos Sainz. I want to say a quick one about Carlos Sainz, actually, because the man's had four podiums and twice he's actually missed the actual ceremony. So I do feel bad for Carlos, but... 
Yeah, it's pretty sad for Vettel as well and sad for Aston Martin because they're in quite a big battle with Alpine and Alpha Tori. Another little fun stat. Every time Carlos has been on the podium, Charles Leclerc retired, which is funny. I wonder if a double Ferrari podium will ever arrive. Ah, I didn't know that. Mine, I'm blowing minds every day. Well, as well, I'd like to add, with Carlos now third from that race, he has pushed up Ferrari to joint P3 in the constructor standing with McLaren. So Ooh, that's spicy. making, yeah, really spicy. Obviously, we do know that I am a McLaren fan, so I am rooting for Papaya. However, I love for, I love the guys of Ferrari. Charles and Carlos are doing really well this season. So let's just see what happens. It's, it's, it's a lovely little subplot to the, obviously, you've got the main Lewis Hamilton, Max Verstappen title battle, but that battle for P3 between probably F1's two biggest teams in, in history it's really, really fascinating. I'm really, really enjoying it. Also, quick word on Carlos Sainz. He's actually beaten Charles Leclerc in the Drivers' Championship. And I know he you can is. go all, you can go Monaco. Leclerc probably would have won at Monaco. And you can say Bottas. Absolutely. Actually, no, Bottas didn't. Uh, who was it? Oh! Stroll. Lance Stroll spearheaded him at Hungary. But... <laughs> it actually wasn't Bottas. Yeah, yeah he, did, he didn't take he it was ev- He was everyone else, but not yeah, Leclerc. Just, just not Leclerc. <laughs> taking that as a positive. <laughs> So, yeah, so yeah, uh, Lark Stroll just completely annihilated him at turn one in Hungary, uh, Leclerc. So, I mean, he has had his unfortunate moments, has Charles, but don't take anything away from Carlos because he's been really good this year. He has, he has. We're going to chat a couple of things non-F1 related now, the first of which being that Valentino Rossi has announced his retirement from MotoGP at the end of the year. What a legend. Yeah, it's a big shame for MotoGP. It's an end of an era for this amazing driver. He's a seven-time world champion. I think he's been in the sport for like 25 or 26 years or something crazy. Um, So yeah, it's absolutely incredible what he's achieved. And gosh, has he left his mark on it. You see, the thing with with, uh, Mr. Mr. Valentino Rossi is that he has been in MotoGP for, I think, longer than I've been on this planet, which is pretty crazy. Like certain sports or certain like industries, certain sports, they have these these stalwarts that you think swimming, you think Michael Phelps, you think cycling, you think Chris Hoy, you think football, Cristiano Ronaldo, all of these icons, these legends of the sports. And when you say that's a particular sport, you instantly think of that person's name. But that's what Valentino is to MotoGP. As soon as you say MotoGP, you think Valentino Rossi. I mean, I'm sure if you went down the street and you went down down to Market Harbour and you ask people on the high street, who's Valentino Rossi? I'll say, yeah, he's a motorbike rider. But if you ask pretty much anyone else, very few would actually get to tell you what they do. So he's an icon, he's a legend, and it's sad to see him go. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. But on to some more positive news. McLaren have announced their first extreme e-driver will be Tanner Frost. Frost? Not too sure exactly how you pronounce it. Sorry if I've done that wrong. Uh, he's a four-times rallycross champion. I think that's a really good choice for McLaren, actually, as they partake in the second ever season, their first season next year? Yeah, 100%. Well, they're the first F1 team uh, to join uh, Extreme E. I'm going to start that again. (laughs) This is going to be a long one. Um, Okay. Yeah, 100%. So McLaren are the first F1 team to join Extreme E. Obviously, there are people, uh, shareholders or you know, that own the team like Lewis Hamilton, Nico Rosberg and Jensen Button, but McLaren are the first proper team. 
And as you say, he's a four-time rallycross champion. And as we've seen with the other rallycross champions, such as Carlos Sainz Sr., he's been doing pretty well. And I think this will really suit him. I think that it's super exciting for him to join. I think he's got, you know, some great credentials to his name. And um, yeah. Oh, also to add, he has also won four X Games and won the gold medals and two Formula Drift Championships. So he's got a lot of experience behind him. Someone's done a research before this. That was you very know, impressive. you know. Very good. <laughs> Top journalism. Do you know what? Yeah, as well, it's actually really cool to see McLaren go to uh, Extreme E. I think as they could be the trailblazers because I mean, McLaren are a huge automotive company. In McLaren go, you never know. Maybe other European giants of of car manufacturing might actually go to Extreme E, and it'll be really cool to have more solid teams. Because like Charlotte was saying, there a lot of it is sort of former drivers just being shareholders in teams and having their own teams run. So it's really cool to have more teams and obviously what Extreme is really cool is with what it's doing, trying to raise awareness for key environmental issues. It'd be cool with bigger businesses like McLaren got involved. Could not agree more. And sticking with electric, it is the Formula E uh, finale this weekend in Berlin. These are quite a few people quite fighting for the title it's not quite like f1 it's a lot it's a lot closer you currently got nick de Vries at the top you got then you got robin front samber jake dennis antonio felix da costa alex lynn but none of them are likely to win the title i'm not saying they won't but they almost have a disadvantage based on the qualifying format so you need to look further down the order at drivers like nick cassidy mitch evans in a way they could well be they could well be champions in the berlin Jay, I don't actually need to ask you this, but who are you rooting for? Uh, Antonio Felix da Costa. Haha, <laughs> funny. No, I'm not. Go on, Jay. Uh, Go of on. course, it's Nick Devry. Of course, it's Nick Devry. It's got to be the boy, Nick Devry, isn't it? He's um, leading title. He's taken two wins this year. And I think he came, I think he's got a few podiums. I know he definitely came second last time out in London, which, by the way, was a really weird track. Did you not think? It was like indoors. Yeah, it was. It yeah. like London, mm. did it? I didn't really like it, I have and to like, say. If, if you're going to say London, you can't really put it in like the a warehouse, basically. I mean, yeah. well, I mean, I don't say it's a warehouse, but <laughs> yeah, it, it, like you, you kind of want the iconic background. You want to see Big Ben and Tower Bridge. You don't want to see the docks. Anyway, like so, the mall is the pitch straight and all that sort of thing, or the mouth, whatever yeah. you say it. But yeah. Wow. Now, oh, that'd be sick. Say, the road to Buckingham Palace. That's, don't say that, otherwise Lizzie would be annoyed at you. But, <laughs> um, yeah. Berlin, to be fair, Berlin is sort of similar to London. It's in an airport, which is miles away from actual Berlin. But, in terms of actual tracks, for Formula E, because Formula E is pretty hard to overtake, in terms of actual city tracks, it's probably one of the best. I, mean, I remember last year they had like all of their, had like seven races there in like a couple of weeks, and it was really cool. So, Looking forward to it. Obviously, I'm supporting my man Nick DeVry, and hopefully he can bring it home. Oh. They need to rename these uh, Formula E races, don't they, to near London E-Prix and near Berlin E-Prix and just across the river from New York E-Prix. None of them are actually in the city. I mean, to be fair, F1 does it a lot. Like Budapest, Hungary, is nowhere near Budapest. Um, Sao Paulo is like, you know how Interlagos is in Sao Paulo? It's nowhere near actual Sao Paulo. So... The dream of Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. That wasn't even Kuala Lumpur. So, marketing, capitalism, and all that crazy stuff. To be stuff. fair, that would make Twitter hashtags quite hard, wouldn't it? Hashtag yeah. nearish London Ypres. It's not the same, mm. is it? Hashtag Docklands. Docklands Ypres. That's quite nice. Docklands, anyway. that works. That works. That works. Go kart Ypres. That's what it reminded me of last week with the indoor outdoor format. 
you actually can go go-karting literally across the river from that place. So um, you? if you're... You can, yeah. Oh. Wait, one time we'll all go. Anyway. Formula um, strip out. Yeah, Formula strip out. But yeah, you actually can go go-karting near the... Do you it's really cool. You can do loads of good things there. And it's, it's really cool as well that London or the UK is on the Formula E calendar again. Because the last time I was in Batsy Park and that was a bit rubbish. But it's good that it's back. Because it who is. doesn't like motorsport? Exactly. Well, yeah. I don't. I mean, no. No, I... No, 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 that's not what I meant. Get I meant off this podcast, mate. What oh, are you doing? Oh, oh, that's that's not what I meant. In the wrong place. That's not what I meant. <laughs> I answered the wrong question at the wrong time there. Anyway, um, I'm of course rooting for Sam Bird this weekend. My 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 my, my guy Sam Bird came on the podcast. What a legend! I did wear my boss ass top while he was on the podcast, which was a little bit embarrassing on my part. Um, but I think I think he's got it in the bag. He's got it in the bag, hundred percent. He's re-signed really Jaguar next season. He's gonna win. I don't really know who I want to win in Formula E, but I would just like to give a shout out to one of the best races I honestly think I've ever seen, which was the Monaco E-Prix. I thought that race was amazing. I still think about it today and it was back in May and I think I'll remember it forever. Did anyone else watch it? Because, oh my God, it was sick. I did, and I think it showed F1 that you actually can have races at Monaco and you can still overtake and it can still be exciting. So maybe, hopefully, next year, new cars, the ground effect, all that good stuff, you might finally get to see a good Monaco Grand Prix. Finally. Oh, exactly. Like, you didn't know who the top three were until, like, the chequered flag because it completely changed by the beginning of the lap. It was just, oh, it was just so good. And I still, I just wanted to give it a quick shout out because I'm still hyped from that See, race. I think that's the thing with Formula E is that if you actually watch an F- Formula E race, I don't know how people actually do, but it's actually pretty exciting. Like, mm. Eight times out of 10, you're going to see a, a, a battle for the lead that goes for the majority of the race. It won't be like an F1 sometimes when like Hamilton or Verstappen pole and you never see them for the 80 laps. It can be exciting. I think the issue is, is that sometimes it can feel a bit farcical it can feel a bit gimmicky, like that whole fan boost thing is a bit dodgy. The attack mode, I know everyone's got DRS and it's kind of similar, but it can feel a bit gimmicky. But it's actually really cool and I'd really encourage people who are listening to this, watch the finale, because I'm sure it'll be worth your wait, worth your time as well. But one thing I will say about Formula E that I feel lets it down is the TV coverage. Just every session's on a different channel or a different website and it's just impossible to follow. At least it's free though. That's one thing that I do like. It is actually free. That's true. I'd love to see more... F1, maybe maybe free or at least a bit cheaper because Sky Sports F1 is pretty expensive for people who obviously watch in the UK. Yeah, I know they've got F1 TV in most other countries, which is a lot cheaper than Sky Sports is, and hopefully, yeah, everyone more 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 accessible because that's what you want. You want young children to be inspired and happy and want to aim to be F1 drivers or work within Formula One. We don't want a pay barrier to restrict that. Absolutely, absolutely. Right, let's very quickly look back at the predictions that we made for the Hungarian Grand Prix, which feels like about five months ago now. Oh. But you weren't here last week, so we couldn't do them. Do we have to? Um, yes, we do. <laughs> okay, we do. let's go, let's go. All right, I'll go first and embarrass myself. I said Bottas will get polled, but then he'll lose the race. Oh, really? And I just don't want to talk <laughs> about that. Oh, really? In, he, he really did lose the race. He really did lose the race. Yeah, I think that's half a point. No, no, you can't clutch that. Well, no. Because <laughs> no. I know you definitely, I know you definitely meant he'll come on pole and then Mercedes was swapping around. You did not mean Bottas would annihilate half of the field at <laughs> and make sure no one else will win. You know, like. 
Yeah, yeah, it didn't, it didn't go to plan, it didn't go to plan. Charlotte, what did you say? <laughs> so mine was Lando Norris to have an easy and solid P4 finish. So um, it was looking to be P3 from the opening lap, but um, what happened, Dan? Can't remember. Jay, what was your prediction? Wait, <laughs> I, I reckon Dan called Bottas on Saturday yeah. night and said, look, look, you see Lando, if he gets in front of you, you're going to turn mm. one, you just need to hit him off because exactly. I can't lose to Charlotte <laughs> yes. and the predictions. Yep, yep, well, that's it. That's the conspiracy. Busted. Busted. The rage I had was undeniable. Basically, I was everything that happened that day is all Dan's fault. So Verstappen's crashing and losing all the points to Lewis, it all stems down to Dan calling Bottas the night before. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. Jay, what was yours? Uh, mine was that Ferrari would be on the front row, which was, too fair, a pretty poor prediction. I think I just got a bit too overzealous. I saw what happened in Monaco. I saw what happened in Baku. And I thought Charles Leclerc going to be the guy. Stick it on the front row. But he was, what, seventh, I think? And then Carlos, science didn't help. He crashed in Q2, smashed it into the barrier. But he did get on the podium. So that's pretty close to the front row. So I, I think mean- I deserve some kind of acknowledgement for that. You get an acknowledgement, but no points. But I will say that they were looking good in practice. So, like, they there were. was a good chance of them doing really well in qualifying. But then Carlos crashed and Charles just couldn't do anything, it seems. And then we all know how it went. <laughs> so Yeah, we did not have a good week at all when it comes to predictions. But there is no race this week, which means we will be predicting a bit of news that we think is going to break in the next week. And I've prepared mine this week. I don't have to spend ages thinking about it. I'm going to say that at least one of the Haas drivers will have their future confirmed. That, that's mine. Okay. Uh, any inkling to which one? No. Okay, fair enough. Probably Mick, but no. Jay, what piece of news do you think is going to break in the next week? I'm going to go bold here. I'm going to say George Russell is joining Mercedes. Bottas is going to be showing the door. And Russell will be passing Lewis Hamilton at Merck next season. Ooh. I never wanted you to get a point less than with that prediction. I've never wanted me to get a point more, but here we so go. So wait, when do we think this is going to be announced? Is in in the next week or before we head to Spa? Uh, it has to be in the next week. In the next it has week. To be next in week. the next week. Ooh. It will be. It will be before the twenty first of August. Okay. Because I feel like that could be announced, but maybe. Would it be next week? I don't know. Would it be the following week? I don't know. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Charlotte, what's your prediction for the next week? It's a very good question, Dan. I'm currently trying to think of it. Um. <laughs> okay, okay. I've got it. I've got it. Okay, so my bold prediction is that I think Kimi Raikkonen's, I guess, future will be announced, which I believe will be a retirement, and we could see Callum Eilert in that seat. Big, big, big. That That's could big. happen. don't think it will be in the next week, but that could happen. Well, you know, fair. you asked for a prediction. Yes. It's I don't a little think bit hard. will be in the next week. It's a hard prediction to make. It might be in lie. months' time, but like... <laughs> it's a very <laughs> hard problem. prediction to make. I don't think one of us will ever get one of these right, but we're going to make them anyway, because why Okay, not? I have another. Kota. Let's say it's going to be um, a double double weekender. Oh, no, uh, please. No, please. I hope that doesn't come true. I, I mean, know. You can check out my, my article on fullerners.com. I was about to say, Jay has done a Shameless feature on that. Shameless plug. 
Shameless plug, <laughs> mate. If if you're going to America, I want to put two races there. Put one at Indianapolis. That's what I'm going to say. We're, we're not going to start this discussion again. Listen back. <laughs> to, listen, listen back to one of the last five podcasts if you want Jay to talk about. Move it on to the next segment. Move race tracks. Before I get really angry. Right, we are going to talk about city season. It is well and truly upon us. Driver lineups are being decided. Chats are going on between the teams. Drivers are speaking to the management who are speaking to teams. It's all going on. So we are very quickly going to go through each team and have a little chat about who we think will provide the driver lineup in 2022. And of course, we're going to start right at the top with Mercedes AMG Petroness Formula One team. Don't know why I said the whole name. Charlotte, who do you think will make up the Mercedes driver lineup in 2022? So I think it'll be Lewis Hamilton. I think that's fair to say. That's a shock. Well, that's that's 100%. <laughs> that's, that's done and dusted. So it's definitely Lewis. So then here's the debate. Is it going to be George Russell? Will it be Valtteri Bottas? Or will it be a completely newcomer? Will it be someone, you know, someone else? Will it be but Nick Debris? Could be Nick DeFree, could it be Esteban Ocon for the Bants? Could Stoffel it be Van Dorn? Exactly. There's endless opportunities. But I'm I'm gonna go with George Russell. I That's agree. my hope more than anything. I, I agree with Charlotte. I I can't see it not being George Russell. I think that Hungary might have been Valtteri's What's the word? That might have been the straw that broke the camel's the f- back. Fine, yeah. Yeah. You see, I believe Toto when he says uh, Hungary won't have an effect on it because it was his first mistake pretty much all season. And yes, it turned out quite badly, but it was quite a small mistake. I really don't know. I really don't want to believe that Russell's going to get that seat. I really, really don't. So I'm going to say Bottas, of course I am, because positive mindset here. I mean, I feel like if if Toto said to said to you, go <laughs> like cross a road with, with a blindfold on you do it to keep Bottas at Mercedes depends <laughs> how busy the road is well I mean the M25 let's say that yeah no no he can go to Williams um, <laughs> okay. Red Bull Racing Max Verstappen is obviously going to be there next season who do you think will be the other driver Sergio well, Perez I, I think Perez he hasn't done a brilliant job, but he hasn't done a terrible job. He hasn't been as bad as uh, Pierre Gasly was and Alex Albon was. Ouch. So, I don't think he has been. I mean, you no, it's true. Three? But you know, yeah. you're just saying Albon like, and Gasly weren't great. <laughs> he is, they weren't. I mean, they weren't great. They weren't. Uh, no. And, and like, he's still very close to Bottas, which I, I mean, that might say more about Bottas than it says about Perez. But he's keeping them in the mix for the for the, for the constructors. I know that Red Bull car is a lot better than what it was with uh, Gasly and with. Albon at the wheel but I think he's done enough to justify staying in next season and he's very happy to play the team game we've seen this year so it suits suits Perez and it suits Red Bull and suits yeah. Max I agree I agree we all agree on that one I think Checo will stay only for one more year though but I do think he'll just stay for next year yeah he's the perfect right hand man for Max like he's completely helping him in any way possible and obviously you know it's taken him in the first few races some time to get used to the car but when they had that domination period, especially in Baku, like, you know, Perez made sure that he kept that lead. He still got the win and helped Red Bull further their lead in the constructors. So go on, Perez. Let's go. 
But then I want to say as well, who do you put in? Because you're going to say Perry's going to do maybe two years at Red Bull after next year. Who, who do they go for? Because, I mean, I look at the Red Bull Junior programme and you see Gasly, that bridge is probably burnt. I see uh, Yuki Tsunoda. Is, is he quite good enough? I don't know. I mean, he is really, really talented, but he's yeah, he struggling to adapt to F1. Yeah. Alex Albon. Uh, unless they pull in a driver from elsewhere, maybe a Lando, maybe a George, you know what I mean? Then it's going to be tough. Nah, Lando. I reckon that, yeah, I reckon they'll um, try and find another young driver and ruin his career. Maybe well. Liam Lawson. Maybe Liam Lawson. <laughs> Could be Lawson or Yuri Vitz. Or Dennis Halger in F3, who is currently storming that championship. He's a Red Bull junior and he's doing flipping amazing in F3. So I wouldn't count him out either because, you know, they pushed Max Verstappen through and look where he is now. So I'll tell you who it won't be. It won't be Dan Tickton. It won't be Dan Tickton. <laughs> he got kicked out of Red Bull years ago. And listen to last week's podcast to hear us chat about him being kicked out of Williams as well. McLaren have got their driver lineup for next year that's Lando and Daniel contracts signed signed sealed delivered lovely stuff let's go nice one Stevie Wonder that's on Alpine their driver lineup is pretty much confirmed Ocon signed a contract Alonso almost definitely you that you would think uh, yeah I think Alonso is pretty much guaranteed I'm pretty sure his contract when he returned from his hiatus was one year of an option to extend and he's been really good this year he pretty much won the Hungarian Grand Prix for Esteban Ocon so He's shown he's still got it, and I can't see why he wouldn't stick around. Yeah, agreed. Aston Martin, I think that's going to stay exactly how it is as well. Lance Stroll's not going anywhere with Lawrence in charge, and I believe Seb's on a multi-year contract, and he's doing pretty well as well this season. He should have had two podiums, apart from the last one was taken off him, and good old American Matt cried his little eyes out. Well, make sure you have enough fuel in the car. Simple equation. <laughs> that is very true. It's a very good point. Very well made. Alpha Tauri. I think that's staying how it is as well. Well, that is the thing. Is Yuki, I think, will stay. But for Pierre Gasly, he obviously has mentioned rumours that he's had offers from other teams. And, you know, it depends on what uh, Helmut Marco wants and what Red Bull wants. And obviously, it's been rumoured to go to Alpine. I don't know what other teams he could go to, but like higher up teams, they're kind of like not an option. Like McLaren, for instance, they're not an option. So I think Alpha Tauri is good for Gasly, especially just for the next year. You know, like we say, if Bottas does get the seat, um, at least uh, Gasly knows the car. He's very experienced and, you know, he's won how many? Three podiums and a win for Alpha Tauri now, slash Tor Russo. So, you know, I think it'll be good. Tell you what I'm wondering. I'm wondering why Williams hasn't been mentioned at all in the Gasly chat because he might want to escape the Red Bull programme and see Williams as a bright prospect come the new regulations. I'm not sure how that hasn't been mentioned. I wouldn't count that out. I know that's really unlikely, but... Uh, I I have seen some small rumours linking Gasly to to Williams, but nothing too major. I think the main one is Alpine, but... I think Pierre knows that if he's going to advance his career, he needs to get out of that Red Bull setup because he's not going to go back into the main team and Alfa Tauri will never be able to provide him a car capable of, of getting consistent podiums and consistently higher up in the points. So I think he knows he needs to leave, but there's just no availability elsewhere and he's kind of just stuck between a rock and a hard place. So I can see him sticking around for another year. He's happy there. The team love him. He loves them. So it makes sense to just stick around for another season. 
I forgot to mention Ferrari as we were further up the grid. Um, Ferrari currently have Charles Leclerc, Carlos Sainz. Surely that's not changing. Uh, like Tupac said, I can't see no changes. Um, so, yeah, I think it's the thing. Carlos did a great job and Charles is the golden boy. Makes, makes no sense to change it. Also, Mattia Bonotto did say earlier this week that he thinks that is the best driver pairing on the grid. And, to be fair, I'm struggling to disagree with him. It's true. Other than I, Mercedes, I, so. I agree. Other than Mercedes? Nah, nah, calm down, mate. Yeah, let's just, you know. Yeah, they're you, both you, performing you really well. Like, they're both yeah. doing really well. And at the moment, Carlos is actually ahead of Charles, as we've mentioned earlier. So, they're just being really consistent. Really? And, yeah. and they have the same name. Just one's in Spanish and one's in French. How cool is that? Yeah, All right. Fair point. That always helps, doesn't it? It's makes cool. yeah, makes yeah, emails I mean, easier. Copy, paste, like, send. If, if, if Alfie Bottas <laughs> had the the uh, the Finnish name or the Finnish version of Lewis, I don't really know many Finnish names. But then I've actually really rated it really highly. But until that happens, it's, it's definitely Carlos. Well, so, so it's his name that means you don't rate him very highly. <laughs> well, no. I mean, it's also. The fact that he tried to actually don't 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 answer that. Don't, answer that don't answer that don't answer that don't next up we have Alpha Romeo Kimi Raikkonen Antonio Giovinazzi this could change completely I it think could. Gio will stay I think Kimi will go uh, no offense to Kimi I love Kimi I really do but I want him to go just because like he's he's done a lot of mistakes so far already this season and there's like he's just taken up a seat. Personally, I think we should just bring someone new in, get the young talent in, like Canamila or, you know, anyone else. Um, and yeah, and with Giovinazzi, I've said it before, I just find him a little bit forgettable, you know? And I don't see him getting the Ferrari seat. Obviously, it was going to be tipped for Mick Schumacher. So, yeah, like, I don't know what he's going to do. <laughs> I don't know. I'm being savage for Alfa Romeo. Taking up oh. a seat, that is oh, brutal, isn't it? Oh, come on. That is brutal. Um, you know, I'll give two answers. I'll say what I want to see and what I think I'll see. So what I want to see is Callum Eilert, Nico Hülkenberg. I think that's beautiful. You know, exciting young talent and a, a guy who's proven he's consistent. I mean, I know he hasn't been around for a couple of years now, but he's obviously a very talented gentleman. What I think will happen is it'll be Eilert and Giovinazzi. I'd like to see that lineup. That'd be pretty good, to be fair. I do also I do like Jim Nats as well. He's a wicked star, but he's probably I don't know. I don't know if he's the kind of guy to move them up the grid to drag them forward like Hulkenberg probably could. Williams Racing. Now, I think this team have the least certain lineup when it comes to twenty twenty two. I think it will be George Russell and Nicholas Latifi or Bottas and Nicholas Latifi. But I don't know what you guys think. Well, I mean, me and Charlotte did say Russell at Mercedes, so <laughs> we are going to disagree on that point, aren't we? It's just true, it's true. I, I think Latifi stays because yeah. he's Latifi and Safina and all that beautiful money he brings in. But then it's who do you replace him with? Because I think, I mean, Williams have said now they don't need any pay drivers. They've got the finance, they've got the resource to employ who they, who they choose. But will they want to put another young driver with Latifi? I mean, I know Russell is a young driver still, but he, I think he's just a, a very rare talent. Also, you know who I'd love to see in that seat? I'd love to see Mr. Nick DeVry in that seat. I really oh, would. really? Would you? 
Oh. Yeah, I know. Who oh. the fuck? You, you kept that really quiet. I had no idea. Well, now you do. So I'd love to see Nick DeVry in the seat. Who do I think it'll be? I think it'll be Bottas. Bottas and Latifi. Yeah, I think if Bottas gets kicked out of Mercedes, I, I'm almost certain that he'd end up at Williams as long as he wants to go to Williams. Yeah, I that's what I was going to say. First choice. Because I mean, that's the thing, like, even if he doesn't get the Mercedes seat, they go, right, you can go back to Williams. Like, do you think he'll go, sure thing, I'll go to Williams or go to somewhere else where he could have more success? Because obviously, you know, regulation changes, everything could change next year. You know, Williams could be the front runners. We don't know. But if you're going from, you know, the last few years, they're, they're not. So <laughs> it's like, yeah, I don't know. Or if they don't pick Bottas, then... Like you say, there could be Nick DeFries. Could they have someone else? I know, for instance, Daniel Kofiat's, you know, kicking to come back. So could he, he be an to? option? I mean... That's a name I haven't heard in a while. Well, he's the... Isn't he the reserve Alpine driver? Indeed. And I've seen him go, like, seen on the news, him saying he wants to come back. But I'm thinking, like, isn't, where? Isn't he younger <laughs> than Giovinazzi? Is he? Pretty sure he's younger than Giovinazzi, or at least the same age as him. Yeah, he's oh. a lot younger than people think. So on his day, Danny Kuvia was a dynamite racing driver. Torpedo. Just... Torpedo. Oh, <laughs> oh, <stop. laughs> well, I meant I meant dynamite as a compliment, not as a not as a as an insult. You came like, like a torpedo. I mean, he he's he. That was his reputation, wasn't it? I think on his day he was really good, but his day didn't come often enough. I wouldn't mind seeing him back, but I don't think I'd be too indifferent if he didn't come back. I've just got a brilliant image in my head now of Bottas going to Williams and then winning the world championship and Russell's at the back of the field with Mercedes and Bottas is just on the podium every race, cheering and... Do you, do you, do you want any more salt in them chips? Showing off to Toto <laughs> Wolf and Bottas 22 world champion, you heard it here well, first. Look, all I want to say is that you know Bottas better than me and Charlotte do. Do you think he will stick around in Formula 1 if he's offered the Williams seat? Yes. Thank you okay. very I think he wants to stay in F1 and I think he will believe in the project that Williams are going to have in 2022 and I I think that he'll go Williams I don't think he'll accept an Alfa Romeo seat but I think he will accept a Williams seat well it's still linked he's been there done that Mm, true but he's still linked to Mercedes so I don't know maybe he thinks oh maybe I could get back in the seat oh that could be an option say for instance yeah, like Russell goes and then Lewis goes, you know, in a few years' time, VB might be like, oh, this is my time to go back. I had not thought of that. Dun, yeah, dun, dun. He, he might be a bit, a bit old. He'd be like yeah, what, 30, 33, 34 by then. Although you say that, but what young drivers have Mercedes got? They've got Frederick Vesti, but he's I mean, in F3. Do they have I, anyone else? I don't, I, don't think, think do. I don't think Mercedes would be as loyal to their young travel program like Red Bull tend to be. I think it'll be uh, Lando true. or maybe um, Max. Maybe Max. Yeah, fair point. Okay. I reckon... Ooh, I no. mean, it depends on how he matures. It's, I think maybe it depends Gazi. how McLaren do. Actually, wait, how are we saying about future Mercedes drivers? We haven't mentioned Nick DeVry. He's oh. going to be there. Nick DeVry and George <laughs> Russell. 2025. <laughs> calling it now. Okay. Anyways. So, should we move on? The only team we haven't spoken about is Haas F1 team. 
I reckon that will stay the same. Mick Schumacher is a very good driver. He has a lot of promise for the future. Nikita Mazepin has a very big bank account. So I think they're staying as they are. Yeah, probably. I just want to say I love Mick Schumacher. I just think he's so sweet. Um, it's not us, just a bit of a side note there. Um, but yeah, I think, no offence to uh, Nikita Mazepin, but Schumacher is completely outperforming him. Um, there's been a few unlucky things, like Hungary, that wasn't his fault. So, you know, Kimmy did that, so there you go. Um, <laughs> no hate to Kimmy, I'm just pointing out facts. But yeah, it doesn't look like it will be changing anytime soon. I This is going to be very controversial, but I don't think Mazepin is having that bad of a season. I know he's been out-qualified every single Grand Prix by Schumacher, but... Schumacher's made a lot of mistakes. He's he's missed two qualifying sessions through crashes. Mazepin, I know he literally crashed like the second corner on the first race, and then he crashed. Well, actually, to be fair, in um in Italy in what was it Imola when he's fought. But since then, he's actually been all right. Like he's been somewhat decent. Can you say decent? He's been he's, he's been all right. He's been learning. Put it that way. You understand? He's been learning. Flags. I mean, I know sometimes he does. Like he comes like a ninety seconds behind Schumacher, and that is just inexcusable. But he hasn't been as bad as I thought he'd be. Let's say that he, he has his moments. I think if he hadn't have come into F one with the negative attention surrounding him, and how obvious it is that he's a complete pay driver after finishing fifth in F two, I don't think anyone would be talking about him too much. You know, he didn't help himself by crashing out on the second corner of the first race, and he still spins a fair bit. He has caused less crash damage than Mick Schumacher. He is learning. He's had good weekends like Monaco. He's pretty stupid still on track. He did have, he did have a good a weekend. Brilliant overtake. Show. I'm pretty sure you guys saw that, didn't you? That overtake on Schumacher. I did. Yes, that was yeah. a club. I wasn't sat at a club. I was sat on the straight. But yeah, I saw a club. Yeah, it was a good move. It's the only move that happened I there, was actually. Stowe. Wasn't it what, Stowe? No, it's a club. Oh, crazy. Oh. Yeah. There we go. What do you know, eh? Oh, clearly clean it enough because I don't know where that <laughs> um, this is just another little add-on slash side note with all this you know driver talk who's going to join which team and you know there's so many driver options I really want more teams in F1 because it's just so unfair that we have for instance these rising stars coming through the rankings and then they can't join a team because there's not enough space or then there's people who have lost to see e.g. Alex Albon and I really want him to come back but it doesn't look like it's going to be going his way for a while so i just think you know let's put two new teams in get four more drivers in and yeah like you know i think that'd be a good option what do we think i like the idea and obviously there was that meeting was it an audi and i can't remember the other team was it Wolf- porsche i think was porsche it? Yeah, audi and porsche they went to austria the austrian grand prix to talk about become like an engine supplier i mean when i first started watching formula one there was there was what 12 teams there was 24 cars and exactly like, my point and Bring really back cool. Manor and HRT. But I think with new teams, there's always a paradox because new teams, chances are they may not be as well-funded as some of the established names, so they might lean more towards paid drivers like like Manor used to do, like HRT used to do, used to get some pretty poor drivers getting into Formula 1 back in the day. So that paradox, I mean, maybe new financial rules and uh, F1 trying to make it more affordable, more sustainable for a Formula 1 team it might be cool. But I'm just a bit nervous that that talent that we're hoping to elevate into Formula One doesn't get the chance still with more teams. There's rumours, aren't there? Mr. Not-So-Rich Energy. 
Where's he going on the grid? He's coming back on the grid, apparently, next year. What's happening with him? We haven't mentioned that yet on this podcast. I, I think he's more of an attention seeker. I can't see Rich Energy F1 on the grid next year, personally. Okay, just, just saying what he yeah, said. I, I know you're just throwing it out there, but... I'm merely <laughs> quoting... I'm swatting the flyer. I've been swatted away. That is it for the News Roundup show this week. Next week, we have the second edition of the Nerds versus Fan quiz. A fan will be coming on, and Jay or Charlotte will be going up against them. The current score they have to beat is three, which should be doable. Out of 15, it was a rough week for the first week. I'm not going to lie. But we will see. We will see if anyone can do that. And if you come on and you do beat us, and your score is the highest of anyone after the entire season is over... You will win a prize, and it's a very good prize. I'm not going to say what it is, but it's a very good prize. Hopefully some news will come in the next week. We had relatively little news, but the Silly Season chat made the podcast worth it. If you enjoyed it, please give it five stars on iTunes, download it on every device in your household. It helps us out massively. If you want to see all the news in the week, head to formulanerds.com. Me, Jay and Charlotte will all be writing stuff, various articles. Bits and bobs, Formula Nerds Twitter, Formula Nerds Facebook, Formula Nerds Instagram, Formula Nerds TikTok. That that is that. Jay and Charlotte, thanks for coming back. Hopefully you're back next week. I'm here, mate. I'm loud and I'm proud and I'm loving life. Love it. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much. Had so much fun. Always a pleasure to be doing the podcast with you both. And yeah, thank you everyone for listening. Thank you very much. We'll see everyone next week. Goodbye. Podcast Network.